LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio, Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Laguna Beach. Craig here, Rainbow Radio. It is a brisk, I do say brisk, 55 degrees out there. So, uh, yeah, I was wondering why I had shorts on. <laughs> you know, when you do radio, you can wear just about anything you want to <laughs> within l- certain limitations. But, yeah, so I, it's like 55 degrees. We're just spoiled rotten here in Laguna Beach. And speaking of weather... Uh, it is supposed to be 76 degrees today as a high, so we can't complain. And for the next 10 days, let's take a quick look here. Are we going to have sunshine or are we going to have rain? We're going to have 78, 77, 75, 80, 84, 80, 78. Through next Friday, it's going to be sunny with one day a little partly cloudy. So it's going to be beautiful here in Laguna Beach. I did notice coming in, there is a little bit of heavy fog in South Laguna which makes for treacherous driving here. I tell you, our first world problems, it's just amazing. <laughs> we are we are so blessed. We are so blessed. So today, today I have a very special guest, uh, as, as I always do. There's a tra- transgender day coming up, and there is a person named Beth who is much involved in it, and we're going to talk to her about this transgender day of resilience and reflection. Oh, and remembrance, resilience and remembrance that's coming up uh, here uh, locally. So Beth will be calling in about 9.15, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Um, in my own words, I said uh, that Beth is all about the wonderful world of music that soothes the soul and comforts the internal spirit. Uh, so we're going to, um, and the reason I say that, let's back that up with some facts just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> Boy, we need more of Jack Webb. Just the facts. We want facts, not F-A-X, F-A-C-T-S, facts. Uh, Beth's 
Cyberson has been a music director at Orange Coast Unitarian Universalist Church for about 20 years. She also plays piano professionally and teaches music with a focus on students with intellectual disabilities. Her marriage to Jan uh, Maybe was part of a rally on the day of uh, that SCOTUS overturned DOMA on June 26, 2013. Since then, Jan and Beth have continued fighting for LGBT equality issues. Jan and Beth have uh, live in Norwalk, and they have a, a teenage son, two big dogs, and four horses. How about that? <laughs> so we'll have to talk to Jan and find out all there is to know about this event coming up. I, I hope some of you tuned in on a Thursday when uh, Laguna Beach Pride had its second fundraiser for the community that Laguna, Laguna Beach cares, you know. Oh, I see someone is... is uh, Going in on my Zoom, oh. <laughs> Laguna Beach cares, you know. So we had a spooktacular with Endora and myself uh, as well, and it was fun. Um, we raised about eight hundred dollars for uh, the for um, the friendship shelter, and next month we're going to do another event to for Thanksgiving, a very special Thanksgiving event. Uh, we it'll. It, highly likely it'll be drag bingo again because it seems to be so so popular uh we had i think we had like 68 people sign up for bingo uh get bingo cards anyway uh that was uh a lot of last minute people signed in which was great i just discovered that this morning jonathan if you're listening <laughs> so that's all good news um so, uh, and as usual, I want to thank Mike Johnson for being a sponsor for KXFM 104.7 here in Laguna Beach. He has uh, supported our community in more ways, and he's, he's he's from Compass Realty. Any any needs you have with regard to real estate, uh, Mike Johnson is the one. Compass Realty, Google it, find it. You'll be very happy to to see that he's there to help you, and a, and a, and a very powerful, kind, thoughtful person in the community, I might add. Uh, that, I guess that goes a long, that goes a long ways, right? <laughs> so we're going to take a sh- uh, short music break here, and I'm going to come back with On This Day in History, History, History. <laughs> it's all good. This song. Uh, Welcome to the jungle. There you go. Welcome to the concrete world. Look at all the plastic. Suffocating boys, suffocating girls. Welcome to my city, welcome to my, oh my God, have you heard the radio, baby boy just shot his vibe, and I don't know why I'm living this way, but we do, yeah, we do, California vibing, California soul. Move a little slower 
That song is kind of a commentary on California culture there, but don't take it too seriously. It's not as as cold and plastic as one might think. There are people leaving the state, but there are also a lot of people coming and staying because we love it here in California. We love Southern California. Uh, this Craig, Rainbow Radio here in Laguna Beach, California, the beautiful beach city, uh, beautiful weather, uh, very few First world problems. And on this day in history, do you know today's Halloween? I just, I forgot and I just remembered I didn't wear my costume. Oh my goodness. Well, it is radio. So you you might not have uh, noticed my costume, but yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. But I digress. On this day in history, October 31st, and this this news, first one is uh, regarding Boise, Idaho. I actually lived there for... um, Four years, uh, fairly recently. and uh, But this was a few years ago. In 1955, three men were arrested in Boise, Idaho, on charges of lewd conduct and sodomy, inciting a moral panic in, the Bo- in Boise that resulted in 16 arrests, 15 convictions, and almost 1,500 people being questioned. I hope they eradicated that homosexuality. I mean, that's so... I'm I'm sorry. I'm beyond words. In 1969, Time magazine runs a seven-page cover story entitled Homosexual New Visible, Newly Visible, Newly Understood, presenting a case for gender tolerance of homosexuals, yet emphasizes the effeminate side of homosexuality to the exclusion of everyone else. That, you know, it's, it's, I'll go back on this. It's like, Having your a bad hair piece, everyone thinks, well, I'll never have one because they all look so bad. No, no. There's lots of them you just don't know. You, you, The good ones you never see. And so the same goes with being gay. There's a lot of gays out there. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm saying there's a lot of gays out there <laughs> that you don't know. Uh, I mean, even as an officially one myself and having a world of experiencing, identifying um my gaydar, as they say, I'm often wrong and blown away. So that, you know, Time Magazine saying it's showing all the effeminates. And, you know, too often, sadly, the news is all about uh, the pride parades and the uh, 
outrageousness of some of the people, but I think people are getting more accepting <laughs> and tolerant. Then a times we take a step back. I digress. In 1969, San Francisco lesbians and gay men protested homophobic language in the Examiner newspaper. Typically a very liberal newspaper, but I guess in 1969, not so much. Presenting a case for uh, the greater tolerance of homosexuals, yet emphasized that, oh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, the newspaper responded, get this, responded to the demonstrators with purple ink. Violence ensues. I'm sure there's more of a story there, but anyway, apparently the newspaper didn't like it. They were being protested and threw a little purple ink out there to... That's lovely, yes. French, in 1980, French-Canadian flight attendant uh, Galen Dugas pays his first known visit to New York City bathhouses. This is not good. All of the New York City's early AIDS infections would be traced back to Dugas. Since dubbed Patient Zero. Boy, how would you like to be in that spot? Ooh, okay. So that's Halloween, night, October 31st. Let's move right along on that note to... November 1st, on this day in history, in 1971, Body Public, uh, Politic, excuse me, Canada's first gay rights magazine hits the newsstands, 1971. Where was I in 71? Dare I say. (laughs) That's a long time ago, Craig. Oh, (laughs) anyway, I, I read about it in history books, okay? That in 1972, that certain summer, a made-for-TV movie about teenage son learning about his divorced father's homosexuality airs on ABC and is watched by almost 2 million people. Get that. <laughs> that's a lot of people to watch a program about a gay father. That's that's cool. I guess there's a lot of big need for it. 1999, Nathy Katz becomes the first openly lesbian judge in the U.S. state of Illinois. So good on you, Illinois. Imagine that. A a lesbian Supreme Court justice. Mm. And moving on to November 2nd, in night, we go back to Boise, Idaho again. Scary. You know, that's where they had, uh, early on, they had militia uh, going on. Oh, I think, I think we're interrupting this program for my call-in. I think Beth's on the phone. Hold on here. Beth, are you there? Yes, it's Beth. You are live on the air here at KXFM 104.7. How about that? We don't don't waste any time. (laughs) (laughs) I was just telling earlier uh, that you were going to call in, and I, I... I uh, wet their appetite a bit with a little bit about your your work, uh, but we didn't delve into this program that's coming up. And, um, you know, so there we go. It's um, Remembrance and... Resilience. Resilience. I, I, yeah. I say, yes. Resilience and Remembrance, yes. So tell us, tell us, I'm dying to know, how did this come about and and who are all the players in it putting it together? Okay. Uh, well, the Transgender Day of Remembrance has uh, been a thing on November 20th since 1999. Wow. It began as a way to memorialize um, a person, Rita Hester, a trans woman that was murdered. And yeah. um, so it began, and it's always on November 20th, no matter where it lands in the week. This year, it's on a Friday. And this year is our third year to do it at our church, Orange Coast 
Unitarian Universalist Church. And uh, we're doing it in conjunction with Resurrection Beach MCC with Dale Brown, the minister there. Okay. And also Miliana Singh at the Center OC. Okay. For so the three of us are putting this all together. So it's a, it's a collaboration. Have you all done it, all three of you together in the past, or is this something new? Last year we did it together. Uh, the previous year we did it as a Sunday morning service. Okay. So last year and this year um, is a collaboration between the three entities. I, I want to say that this is very timely on a very, um, I don't want to guess a selfish note, but I had um, three weeks ago, I had a person who's a very active uh, transgender person in LA and she was on the program and we, and she, <coughs> excuse me, it was a very heartfelt interview about what's going on in the transgender world. And she's very active in, in LA. The following week, I then had a person at 70 who's going uh, through the transition and they started in 2019. And so we had the perspective of an organization, a, a, an activist within the within the community and a person actually going through it in, in the process. So now to have uh, this Remembrance uh, Day, uh, I, th- I think we're coming full circle, Beth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, our trans siblings certainly need uh, the support. They're really hurting, you know, in our community and being targeted in our community. So this year's uh, Transgender Day of Rem- Resilience and Remembrance, we're going to be honoring the lives of 43 transgender people in our country who have been murdered in the last year because they are trans. My gosh. So that's terrible. Yeah, and and the, so you, you got to ask, yeah, you got to ask the question, mm-hmm. how many people are be- below the surface there on that? Yeah. 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 In fact, we're lighting a candle for each person. And then the last candle would be one for all those unknown that, yeah. you know, were not reported as a hate crime or didn't get to the, proper people to figure out like HRC, I believe keeps a tab of people that have been murdered or being trans, but yeah. I'm sure there are many more sadly. Well, it's like, I, I often think so many teen suicides are because of being mm-hmm. gay, but it's never, it's something that can't easily be documented. Uh, Cause there, mm-hmm. and I do think that's a, a situation. So there's probably a lot more and, and in families, in fact, don't want to, they want to hide it. You know, often they mm-hmm. don't want it out there and to be known so well, you know, cause there's such a taboo. So mm-hmm. um, th- what time does it start and what date is it? Oh, it's a Friday, the Friday, November 20th at 7 PM. And it's on zoom this year because it's 2020 and everything's yes. a little crazy. So we decided to keep going and do it on Zoom. And we're kind of um, hoping that more people will be able to come because geography no longer matters and yeah, you don't have to get there. You know, you don't have to drive anywhere. So uh, we're hoping it can be open to everyone all over and uh, anyone who wants to kind of honor our trans siblings that have been killed and or just learn and um, become more aware of what's happening in the transgender community. You know, I'm going to suggest that you get a hold of, um, I can't remember, it's Drian, D-R-I-A-N, I believe is Drian, is her first name. And um, 
she's the activist in LA. And if you go to uh, rainbow-radio.com, you can see her, listen to her interview. I, I mean, if you get the word out to her uh, about this event that's Zoomed and anyone in mm -hmm. LA can tune in, I just think mm -hmm. that that would might really uh, increase your audience. That would be great. Uh, maybe, yeah, I, I'll definitely. You know, maybe she can promote it a bit. Uh, because the wonderful thing you're doing, the recognition uh, brings understanding and acceptance. And that's mm -hmm. what's really important right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going to have a couple of speakers and a couple of musicians. And all of them are transgender. And several of them are black transgender women that are um, particularly Black transgender women are particularly targeted for violence. Wow. And so we wanted to make sure their voices were centered. Yep. And uh, so we really made an effort this year to be very aware of that fact. And the whole Black Lives Matter and intersectionality um, kind of thing. Yeah, and you have, um, so your your program, uh, besides the memorial, there's entertainment uh, from various artists and, and guest speakers as well. On the yes, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That's a full agenda, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so you can yeah, get it's gonna be really nice. you can get the interviews and the conversation taken care of, and then have some light entertainment, and then close it with a nice memorial for all those that have uh, mm -hmm. had the suffering. Um, mm -hmm. Driana, D R I A N is her name, Drian. Um, mm -hmm. She had suffered from some violence as well, and I've, mm -hmm. I've, I mean, we talked about it. She lost an eye. And, um, yeah, and so she decided she wanted to become very active and uh, it was a great conversation because I really wanted to know what was the motivation for transgender people. What, what, and there, it comes down to there's, there's various motivations and um, there are various honorable reasons for wanting to uh, transition. And we mm -hmm. had a great conversation about that. Now, you're, you have two kids and you're, you're, I'm going to say, I'm about to say this, but you're, you're, uh, I guess, heterosexual. I don't know what else to say. That's such a hard word for me to say, right? Oh, no, no, I'm gay. I'm, I'm lesbian. Oh, I'm, oh, oh I didn't woman. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's hard because to tell you, on the phone, right? Because I thought it said your husband and then I, but it, I guess it said your, your spouse, right? Yeah, no, my, I'm married to my wife. We got married on the day that, uh, the Supreme Court overturned Prop 8. Silly me. Uh, I should have done more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, okay. I don't know. I read something and I thought, oh, and you, plus you have two two sons? I have one, one son, two dogs, and four horses. Two dogs and four <laughs> horses. I love it. I woke up this morning. Maybe you got mixed up with the dogs. <laughs> think after I read your bio, and I said, why did my dad had horses? And then he had a donkey. We grew up with oh. a donkey. And I don't, I don't know why. It was just the donkey was always there. Her name was Clara. And every morning she'd bray and wake everyone up. Oh I wish goodness. I could ask my dad, what was that motivation? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a talk of the neighborhood because everyone heard it, woke up the whole neighborhood every morning. So anyway, it's good to have horses and dogs and kids. I think they all go to together very well mm -hmm. they do. <laughs> and they good do. on you. <laughs> so your, your heart is totally in this and, and, but I, you know, I was so touched by your work for, um, I guess primarily because I think music and art in itself is very therapeutic and very powerful, and that's what you do, right? 
Yeah, every day, all day long, I'm either teaching it or making it or directing it, and I love it. And it's really, um, as I get older and older, it's it's my calling, and I really feel like art is an excellent way to uh, keep people engaged and inspired and to uh, help them become who they are uh-huh. um, in, all, in all the different uh, ways that I create music with people. Uh, everybody has potential musically and everybody can express themselves musically. Yes. I have a, a therapist friend who uh, her thesis was art as, uh, as therapy. And mm-hmm. she felt that so many people may be stymied and withdrawn and that art brings that person forward and kind of liberates them, you know, mm-hmm. in a good way. And, uh, oh, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So good on you. I think that would be a very rewarding. I mean, if you're doing it all the time, maybe you might get a little weary once in a while, but man, that's a very powerful thing to be doing in, um, in your career. Um, yeah. So are you going to be part of the entertainment? Because I see you do sing and you do entertain. Are you going to be part of the entertainment during the program on the Well, our, our choir is going to sing. Okay. Uh, and uh, we are the only non, non-trans non uh, person, you know, people in the, uh, that will be performing music. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so the whole choir is trans? No, no, no. Oh. Our whole choir is not trans, oh. but we are going to have the trans chorus of Los Angeles with us. Oh, okay. So we're kind of just singing because we're the home choir, you know, the home Well, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> but the trans chorus of Los Angeles is going to sing a wonderful, inspiring song uh, to reiterate the resilience of the trans community. So uh, now I'm I'm listening here, and it's KX 104.7, and I know where the radio station is. How... Where do I uh, connect to Beth to the Zoom to get the information to log on to the Zoom for the event? Well, uh, the best place to go would be our church website right now. It's ocuuc.org. O-C. U-U-C. Mm-hmm. Oh, Unitarian Universal Church. Universal Church. Okay. O-C-U-C.org. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I know. It's a long name. But I'll tell you, I will put yeah. the I, I, I put the link on the, if anyone received the email that uh, about the program today, I put the link uh, to your church on that uh, email. Oh, great. So okay. You, yeah. You, you can link to it. And you can link to your uh, page as well, Beth. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yes. So, and if all else fails out there in Radioland, you can uh, go to rainbow-radio.com, not right at the, this very moment, but by the end of today, um, well, maybe by the end of tomorrow, uh, the link will be up, mm-hmm. and this today's broadcast will be uh, hosted in its uh, full and full length if you've missed any part of it, um, so that we can... so. Uh, I, I something occurred to me when we were talking earlier. So um, you've been involved with this uh, event for how many years then, personally? This is our third year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so every year you'd get better at it, except this year you can't do it live, so you're switching over to Zoom. Yeah. Well, mm. I think it'll be better because, you know what, the chance course of Los Angeles probably wouldn't have come to our church on a 
a Friday oh. night. I'm just guessing, you know. So oh, yeah. We're able to get performers, and I have a a singer from New York City that is, you know, singing with us because it's on Zoom. So, in a way, it's going to be even better this year because we can bring in people from all over. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'm involved with Laguna Beach Pride. I'm thinking we need to also alert um, our uh, mailing list of your event coming up and um, maybe put it on our Instagram, uh, at least uh, the day of or the day before, but uh, yeah. leading up to it as well. So many people in today's technology, we found out particularly with Zoom, you got to remind them the day of. So my suggestion yeah. to you, like, where's that number? <laughs> <laughs> you can save the date you can say weeks out the people go oh that's that's three days away that's the world a different world you know but then <laughs> yeah. you say it's in three hours <laughs> here's the link <laughs> yeah you got to get that link to them right uh, right before yeah and then they can go they can saddle up and, and get involved with it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i want to say what, what else is going on so what are with your church what are your hopes for the future and what is the church doing in the lgbtq community i want to know how supportive are is the church of of the lgbtq and inclusive oh our church is uh very supportive of lgbtq plus Uh, we have an lgbtq action group that meets a couple times a month and uh, we're just uh, me and my wife are the uh, volunteer leaders of that group and we're just kind of a ragtag bunch that just try to do really you know important things to help our our community and to bring awareness um bring our stories to the front and uh that kind of thing but uh it's uh every month we have somebody tell their personal story at one of our meetings just kind of share their bio about being lgbtq i I think i may have been one of those you were (laughs) you were i was not there that day i couldn't think i must have been working or something you were um yeah, that no, was fun. I think Jordan Brody. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he um, he wanted me to go, and I so I did it. it. Was it was fun? Everyone, what a great fun group! Everyone's so. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was great. <laughs> That's and amazing. a lot of our group are straight allies, and they are so grateful to have a place where they can ask their questions and really get to understand what's going on. Oh, well, that's uh, great. In the straight world, they have, you know, you know, they don't have, it's a whole different world in, in a lot of ways. So yeah. it's, it's a really great. They get an unfiltered, and, honest response, right? Mm-hmm. Their questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that goes great distance to understanding and acceptance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long has the church been in operation? Oh, we've been, I think maybe about 60 years. Oh my we goodness. We used to uh, <laughs> be in a different space. We just moved a couple, you know, five or so years ago. Um, but we've been around in Unitarian Universalist uh, as a denomination. We're the first denomination to ordain transgender people. Oh my. The fact. history goes way back. Yeah. Yeah. We've always been kind of at the forefront of women ministers, gay ministers, trans ministers. And now we're <laughs> we're trying to help the ordained trans ministers get placed in churches because that's where they kind of oh, get cool. Time. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there anyone you want to shout out to, say a message to, maybe your uh, wife? Oh, I would love <laughs> to say a, a big shout out to my lovely wife. And she's been amazing. And she's a big uh, 
you know, advocate for gay rights and marriage rights. And we're, we're all kind of hanging on tight right now. So yeah, my wife has been an amazing partner through this whole thing. You know, if you have any images or anything that you would like me to send in an email from uh, Laguna Beach Pride to 365, uh, please send them to me and I'll, I'll incorporate them in a, in a message to everyone. Make sure that everyone's aware of what you're doing. I think it's so great. And in light of all so many, the visceral that is going on in this world to do something positive and, and uh, supportive is a wonderful thing. Very, it's very soothing, huh? <laughs> it feels like you're doing something at least. You yes, know? exactly. Everybody has to do some little thing. So this is, this is our little thing. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we all have to continue to do more and more, but I really appreciate you uh, letting me uh, share this uh, to a wider audience. I hope that it will help some people. No, no, that's great. It's this is Beth Cyberson. She's uh, has her own website and she does um, music as therapy. So if you want to check that out, um, I will have all the information regarding that. I want to thank you so much for for tuning in today and being our our guest. Is there any last parting words you'd like to toss out there, Beth? Uh, just everybody uh, vote. Make oh, sure you vote. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Please. If you haven't already. Please. So important. <laughs> I voted uh, like three weeks ago. I'm so proud of myself. Yes. <laughs> like, so did we. If you haven't yet, oh my goodness. I, I keep please. hounding my roommate, fill the ballot out, fill the ballot out. I'll t- and I'll, it's like, I go drop it off. And she's just yeah. like, she, I know what she wants to vote, but she just doesn't get, but I believe me, I'll get her ballot to the ballot box. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so go out and vote. Thank you, Beth, for for tuning in. And we're going to get back to our regular programming here. If you have any, want to follow up with anything, please go to rainbow-radio.com. Have a fabulous day, uh, Beth. And again, thank, thank you, you so very much. We appreciate what thank you're you, doing. Thank you, everyone. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. You bet. Bye.
don't hurt me, baby, don't hurt me no more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me, baby, don't hurt me no more. What is love? What is love? And boy, there's a lot of love there with Beth Syverson. I what a wonderful person, and what it, what what a wonderful thing she's doing for the community, um, especially in a time when uh, the transgender seem to be so marginalized and so uh, at risk as well. So uh, I'm going to tune in on uh, November twentieth for their um, event on Zoom and. Yeah, well, again, I'm glad there's people like that in our world. <laughs> so where we left off on this day in history, I know I know you're waiting. You're so excited to hear the next on this day in history. But we go back to Boise, Idaho again. I can't not, I, I can't not go over that because the saga went on in 1958 or 1955. You know, there was a, well, probably no one ever remembers, no one remembers it but me, but there was always the Boys of Boise was, uh, was a, I guess, a term that was uh, used for many years to describe that, that someone being gay. Um, oh, are you one of the Boys of Boise? But, you know, it's, that was a long while ago because of, because of this, and this happened in 1955. So anyway, in Boise, Idaho, three men are accused of having sex with teenagers, setting off a politically motivated 15-month investigation of local gay male networks. Some 1,400 people were questioned in the McCarthy era, witch hunt that, uh, witch hunt that results. The McCarthy era is a very dark time. If you want to see... Uh, the playbill of the McCarthy era. Uh, there is an the playbill. The playbill is being re resurrected. I have to say, and if you you probably if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. I won't go any further. <laughs> See, dozens are arrested. Nine men are imprisoned for as long as fifteen years. Fifteen years, and the untold number of gay men flee the city. Well, they eradicated them. Isn't that wonderful? And. So love you, Boise. So I, I got to say, I moved there in 95, okay? That's a few years ago. I know, I know, I know. But bear with me. I I took a job there and I thought, well, this Boise looks kind of fun. I, you know, it's uh, I moved from Scottsdale, or as they like to say, Snocksdale, Arizona. Anyway, I moved there to Boise, so a bit of culture shock. I'd been through culture shock before. And I went there and I... They and like the weekend I arrived, it was it was Boise Gay Pride. 
I thought, well, this is cool. So I go, and it's down there in front of uh, the Capitol building for the state, because Boise, Idaho is the state capital. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. And I go down, I park my car, and I see a group of people of about 15 people. And I see a group, another group of about, I don't know, 12, maybe it, maybe it got bigger. But the smaller group was the gays, and the bigger group was the Grim Reaper. People were dressed up as the Grim Reaper to to kill the gays or get rid of the gays. That's what was going on in 95 in Boise, Idaho. And um, I stuck around for four years, and I got involved with a theater troupe that had a gay stage play called... (laughs) (laughs) The title of the play was Cute Boys in Their Underpants Fight the Evil Trolls. But hey, it was a hit, and we, so it it came a long ways. And by the end of the four years, there was a, a real bona fide existing on the main plaza downtown in Boise Pride Festival. So uh, went from that very humble beginnings to a very strong presence. And I'm Boise is a wonderful city, and uh, don't let their history taint your your feelings, your opinion about it. So, um, but then I do love Laguna Beach. <laughs> So that says something in itself, too. Okay. In 1977, uh, SAGE, Senior Action in Gay Environment, is founded in New York City with a goal of improving lives of the LGBTQ seniors. Wow. In 77, there were seniors, gay seniors in 77? (laughs) Go figure. In 1993, voters in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Lewiston, Maine, repeal bans on discrimination based on homosexual orientation. Yeah, that happens. People become oriented. <laughs> well, they don't become. They're born that way. Let's make that a, a very clear. In 2004, voters at the San Mateo County, at San Mateo County, California, approve a measure to prohibit public sector employment discrimination based on sexual orientation with a 70.5% votes in favor. That's a high vote in favor of, of non-discrimination. Wonderful. But then we go to El Paso, pass an initiative that strips health insurance benefits from the unmarried partners of city employees. Supporters say that their intention was to target gay city employees and their partners. Love you, El Paso. In in 2011, the United States Internal Revenue Service announces that it intends to issue a formal agreement known as the Notice of Acquiescence and uh, with the 2010 United States Tax Court decision of O'Donnell. Bahane versus commissioner, allowing people to deduct the cost of treating gender identity disorder from their federal income taxes. So it's tax deductible because it is a medical issue if it destroys one's life. In 1975, Wall Street Journal uh, runs a front page story on the growing influence and success of the, the advocate the nation's leading gay publication. I wonder, I think it's still around, but maybe they migrated more to digital. But uh, I know on the radio program, I think we had their, their uh, was it their 70th anniversary? So if that was in 75, that's 25. Well, they must have had their 50th anniversary, yeah, for The Advocate. We celebrated it, didn't we? <laughs> 
1992, in Colorado, 53% of voters approve Amendment 2, an initiative banning state and municipal right ordinances for lesbians and gay men. Family values organizations in more than 35 states begin campaigning for similar propositions, and Oregon voters reject Measure 9, an initiative similar to Amendment 2. This is about the time when Prop 8 hit California, and uh, it was a... It was a it was a scary time, I have to say, and um, it was uh, what what was happening really determined a lot of things for the future of the uh, LGBTQ community. I'll just say that. In 1998, uh, Tammy Baldwin, a Democrat from Wisconsin, is elected to the United States House of Representatives. She is the first open lesbian and the and a non-incumbent gay candidate to be elected to federal office. How about that? In 1998, voters in Hawaii approve Amendment 2, giving the Hawaiian state legislature the power to restrict marriage to mixed-sex couples. I remember that. You think Hawaii, you know, their, their culture is uh, from the royal family, right? And the royal family, the, the, the original Hawaiian culture, like the Native American uh was embraced uh, someone who was uh, asexual or uh, multisexual or I don't know, whatever you want to say. So uh, yet uh, Christianity came to the islands. And uh, so the current status was, oh, we don't want same-sex marriages. That's just not right. Well, if you look at your history, it was right. I go on. But anyway, 1999, Aaron McKinney, is found guilty of murdering Matthew Shepard. He is sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison. Boy, that was a, a, a icky part. In uh, 2009, Washington voters approve Referendum 71 to uphold the state's everything but marriage domestic partnership law with 53% of the vote. That's in Washington state. And in 2009, Maine voters repealed the state's marriage equality law by 53 That was a scary time, 2008. Seven, eight, nine, and into ten. So, and then there's just a, a few more I wanted to read because I, I thought they were important. And November 5th, a clause pro- prohibiting anti gay abuse in schools is repealed by the Fairfax County, Virginia Board of Education out of concerns that it promotes homosexuality. Get that? A, a clause prohibiting anti-gay verbal abuse. So you can you can say all the anti-gay things you want because the clause won't prohibit it uh, as bullying because they're afraid it would promote homosexuality. I mean, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Where is the gray matter on that one? <laughs> it's missing in action. In 2004, a judge in Saskatchewan rules that same-sex couples have the right to marry in that province. How about that? Yay on Saskatchewan. And then the last one of on this day in history, <laughs> Strauss versus Horton, a legal challenge to Prop 8 is filed. Ooh, yes, is filed, and we prevailed. Didn't we prevail? No on 8. It was, con- it was deemed unconstitutional. So that's on this day in history. At KX FM 104.7, Craig and Human Crafted Radio here with Rainbow Radio. We're going to take uh, a song that I like to play fairly frequently. 
is called You Get What You Give, and we should all be giving, I think. That's the empowering thing to do, I feel, and uh, it promotes so many um, levels of acceptance, understanding, compassion, and empathy. How about that? Yes, you've got the music in you. That is uh, the name of the song. You get, get what you give. 
I thought that it, I had the um, name of the uh, artist up there, but it doesn't, sadly. So anyway, Craig here, uh, Rainbow Radio. Uh, we do have some more news here, and I, and it's kind of, I, I like to do the, um, on this day in history, but we need some current stuff too. I mean, or, or, or you lose your perspective, although there is some current stuff on there, but not up to the minute. Uh, so this is uh, important, and this follows with what Beth and I said about uh, get out and vote. <laughs> Please get out and vote. Advocates fear that Barrett, that's our new Supreme Court justice, will strip away gay rights. It could begin next week. So <laughs> you can't vote on the Supreme Court justices, that's for sure. However, uh, if, um, if I know if we... Uh, get uh some more accepting people in the in congress and uh in the executive branch uh it may help so go vote but uh, this news article is called amy coney barrett has been uh, fueling the fears of lgbtq advocacy groups since president donald trump first nominated her to the federal bench in 2017. now with barrett officially confirmed as an associate justice of the supreme court Advocates worry that she and the court's five other conservatives could start stripping away gay rights imminently. The most immediate concern for LGBTQ and civil rights groups is Barrett's presence on the court for the next week's arguments, which is coming right after the election, uh, Fulton versus City of Philadelphia, a case that looks at whether the faith-based children child welfare agencies can refuse to work with same-sex couples or other people whom they consider to be in violation of their religious beliefs. Uh, Curry Cook, a lawyer with Lambda Legal, said Barrett's um, history and prior statements about religious exemptions are alarming and have led him to conclude that Barrett would be inclined to grant certain groups special permission because of their faith to discriminate. So it's going to be interesting to see if the, if the Supreme Court says it's okay to discriminate on religious with, with a reason of your religious beliefs. Uh, you know, I think you can discriminate within your organization, I suppose. But when you're, when you're doing something for the public and it's, and it's in the public arena, uh, I don't think that uh, that, um, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right, but that's just me. Uh, uh, now here a judge, uh, a good judge, a Nigerian judge throws out case, uh, case against 47 men facing homosexual charge. So this has been going on for a while and, and they finally threw it out. And great. The judge in, in a Nigerian court on Tuesday threw out a, a case against 47 men charged with public displays of affection <gasps> with members of the same sex. Ah ending in what had widely been seen as a test of the country's laws banning homosexual relationships. The Nigerian law banning gay marriage, punishable by up to 14 years in prison, and same-sex amorous relationships. Oh, can't have amorous. What if you just had a physical one and it wasn't amorous? I guess it's okay. Prompted an international outcry when it came into force under former President Good luck, Jonathan, in 2014. President, good luck? That's what it's... <laughs> oh, I suppose when you go before your president, it's good luck. No, I don't know. Uh, 
in 2014. The men were arrested in a police raid on a uh, at a Lagos hotel in the city's Egbeda district in 2018. Police said the men were being in, uh, in, initiated into a gay club, but the defendant said that they were attending a birthday party. Prosecution and defense lawyers in the case had told Reuters nobody had yet had yet been convicted under the law, which led to the case of the man being widely seen as a test case. Uh, okay, that could help to establish the burden of proof. So it got thrown out. Okay, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> so and then. I got time for one more. What is it going to be? That's we've already Egyptian officials systematically. This goes out to Lynn if she's listening. I doubt, but uh, systematically abuse and torture gay rights groups. Say Malik El Kasif, a political activist and transgender woman living in Egypt, was arrested at her Cairo home last March for after participating in a protest and was subjected to verbal and physical abuse at the hands of Egyptian authorities for months, according to Human Rights Watch. She says she was placed in her solitary confinement at a men's prison for 135 days where she was refused medical treatment. I suffered the worst verbal abuse I have ever encountered by police officers, and they forbade me from going to the bathroom for two days. They subjected me to forced anal exam. They sexually assaulted me. El Kashif 20 told the International Human Rights Group, solitary confinement was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It's really affecting my mental health. I have post-traumatic stress disorder and a, and a social phobia. I'm not the person I was. So Egyptian is not on my travel list anymore. Egypt, Cairo. <laughs> anyway, that's just the way it is. So I think it's our time is up, and I'm glad you everyone has tuned in to KX. I have a, a more guests coming up. You just have to stay tuned and catch all my emails because I do have some really good guests coming up. So we're going to end with uh, Lily Woods and the and the prick. That's the name of the song. Thank you for tuning in. Let's see you again next Saturday. KXFM Human Crafted Radio.